0: And welcome back to The Love Bug, a podcast delivering your weekly dose of that little four-letter word, love. But we're living in the 21st century and you don't always see the traditional first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby in a baby carriage. So come along with us as we talk, share, reveal and discover all that it means to love. We're your hosts, Allegra and Ashley. Hi! and today's episode is a special one. Since its inception, The Love Bug has been all about representing a
1: variety of voices in our quest to open hearts, broaden minds, and spread the love. What better way to learn about other perspectives on love than to hear people's love stories directly from them.
0: This week, We're bringing you a story of love in lockdown. Here at Lovebug HQ, we know the importance of a love story isn't determined by time alone. After all, you can stumble across your soulmate and know that you're completely hooked in the blink of an eye.
1: In the beautiful tapestry that is love story, the time from meeting to dating to locking it down really doesn't factor in an assessment of the strength of a relationship or the likelihood of long-term love. What's more important is the depth of connection and the spark that lights the fires of passion. This week's love story is one that blossomed amidst the chaos of a global pandemic and the heart wrench of grieving for a broken relationship. Ash,
0: I am so proud of you. You found our incredible guests for today's episode. Research them impeccably as you always do. And while I was off being a corporate chick, burning the late night oil, you interviewed them solo. Can you tell the lovies who it is they have the pleasure of meeting today?
1: Absolutely. Our lovies will definitely recognise Izzy Silbury, part of the smash hit Gogglebox Australia, where Aussie families take part in the bizarrely entertaining phenomenon of watching other people watch TV. Talk about meta. (laughs) We've followed along as Izzy has watched TV with her mum, Carrie, and her grandma M, who is frankly hilarious, as the youngest member of three generations of Silbury women. In a classic modern day romance, Izzy and Alex met mere months ago via Instagram. Izzy and Alex are two kindred souls who found friendship and compassion amidst the tumult of heartbreak and stress. Their friendship blossomed into a wonderful real life relationship, and the C word that rhymes with tremona Irish (laughs) (laughs) saw them shack up together. Now only six short months later, they're engaged and facing a future of love, joy and partnership. Izzy is perhaps even more authentic and gorgeous as she is on the show. And I hope this insight into her sensational new relationship will fill your heart with the same joy that has been bubbling in mine since we had this gorgeous chat.
0: Girlfriend, I can't wait to hear this conversation. You're a goddess and I am so proud of you. Thank you. Lovies, it's my absolute pleasure to introduce to you episode 10 of the Love Bug podcast, Love in Lockdown, a love story with Izzy Silbury and Alex Richards, as interviewed by my darling co-host, Ashley. Take it away, my love. Hello, you two lovely people.
2: Hello.
0: Hello. (laughs)
1: We're back again for take number two on the recording (laughs) because, you know, we keep it real, we keep it raw here at The Love Bug and, um, you know, sometimes things just don't go to plan and there are technical difficulties, there's miscommunications, but the best thing is that I get to see your beautiful faces again and hang out with you for another hour. (laughs)
2: No. Yeah, no. We had so much, such fun last night. We, we did. probably did it on purpose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I, yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> Alrighty, so would you please like to introduce yourselves, your names, your relationship status, and how long you have been together?
3: Okay, so I'm Isabel Silbury from Gogglebox, and this is Alex Richards, and we've introduce been Introduce yourselves. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, how long have we been together?
2: Um, well, technically, as, as lockdown hit, probably six months, but it mm. feels like a lot longer because it's been a triple a very forced environment uh, living on top of each other. So it feels like it could be yeah, double or triple. Yeah,
3: and we're engaged.
2: Yeah, fiancé. Yay.
1: Fiancé's in the house. And how did you guys meet?
2: Oh, wow. I yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, like. Um, I don't so like our story. No, we do. had a similar, um, I guess, breakup or time of breakup late Mid to late last year, um, and I saw that Izzy posted about how she was hurting and all that sort of thing, and I was in the same boat. So just I sent a friendly message to her on Instagram, just saying I hope you're okay. And he like,
3: slipped into my DMs.
2: Yeah, and that's the nice. That's the no, nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the short answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you the nice story. Um, yeah, and just I said I hope you're okay. Like I'm in the same <laughs> boat. Blah 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 blah. Um, and. Normally you don't expect to receive messages back like that and there was no intention of getting into a conversation, but she replied. Basically.
3: I only reply and I never reply to randoms on Insta, but I noticed he was quite good looking and I also noticed we had a we had a mutual friend, um, Georgia Love, and I know she has a good judge of character, so I screenshotted his profile as you do. And I just said, what do we know about this guy? Is he is he good? And she just wrote back like these beautiful messages to me saying, oh, my gosh, he's amazing. He's been through so much. Like he's one of the good ones. Like you definitely should, you know, keep chatting to him if you are. And I was like, okay, you know, that's good. And she was right. he one of the
1: good ones. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I think it's really great when you have a mutual friend who can you know, sort of give you that backup and that yeah. you know reassurance of who somebody is. I think yeah. that's you know really telling for um, you know a future relationship as well.
2: It was wow. it was easier for me because I'd, I'd sort of got a bit of her uh, her character just during the show, so um, it was uh, yeah I knew right. what I was getting myself into a little bit, but obviously you don't see all of it on television. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, it was a nice way to introduce each to ourselves to each other.
1: Yeah, lovely. And I guess you know when you first slid into the DMs. There was no like pursuit of a relationship or anything like of that sort either, was there?
2: No, it was purely like I was still recovering from a breakup and wasn't like looking to get involved with anyone at all. It was just a, a genuine message that, you know, when you're in that sort of pain and you know that someone else is, you just want to reach mm. out and say, like hope you're okay. And it that's really originally hurts. how
3: we, we connected. It wasn't uh, sort of in a flirtatious way. It was more two people in the same situation. And you, if mm. you know what it's like when you break up with someone, you just feel like no one else gets it. And you're just in this, you know, mm. bottom grief stricken heartbreak. And No one will
2: ever love me again. No one will ever
3: love me again. And, all you know, some of your friends may not be going through the same thing, so they're being supportive, but they don't really know how it feels. So mm-hmm. it's just actually so nice to have a little pen pal on Insta that we could just talk to each other about that sort of thing. And I think – um what amazes me is the power of being vulnerable. Like if I hadn't have ever put it out there on Insta, Mm. like, you know, this is where it's at. Um, we've broken up and I'm really upset about it. Um, that wouldn't have allowed uh, Alex to show his vulnerability and reach out to me. So,
1: yeah. Mm. I love that, you know, you're keeping it real on Instagram because often we do see that Instagram is definitely like, you know, the highlights oh, totally. reel of yeah. everyone's life, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, I, I can tell that going through your page in particular, Izzy, that, you know, it is a really real representation of your life and who you are as a person. And Alex, like you said, you know, you've watched her on TV. So, you know, you already have this, like, idea of what she's like already. And, yeah, I just think it, it's it's something sort of natural that you two fell into each other.
2: Exactly, yeah. There's nothing more uh, that I hate on social media than people, you know, fabricating what they do um, to make themselves, like, showing off or anything like that. And where, if you look through our posts, even before I even met her, we're just real people. Like, we don't sort of close when yeah. the Gucci bag arrives or, like, you know, we're at the, the races in the, uh, in the, you know, the Lexus Marquee and all that sort of stuff. It's just nice everyday shots and she's mm-hmm. the same and she posts about beautiful things and it's just, it's not fake and that's, yeah, that's definitely an attraction.
1: Beautiful. And what was your first impression of each other?
3: Uh, um, I It was hard. I think we'd been chatting for ages and we hadn't met and so I think our emotional slash friendship, bond and connection had um, developed a lot more than physical. So when I saw him, it was a bit like, oh, this is you. This is weird. Mm. Um, you know that feeling or like a long distance relationship or something. But um, <laughs> no, the first time I saw him, I he just opened up his arms and gave me like this big bear hug. And I just felt so like secure and safe and um, just – like, I could trust him. And we shared a couple of bo- bottles of rosé and, yeah, we just got along like a house on <laughs> fire.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, as, as I said before, it was, I already had an impression based on what um, I saw on the television, but um, that can be edited and things. So I didn't know exactly, but obviously when she walked in the door, I was like, yep, she's just as beautiful as she's on screen. Mm-hmm. And then sitting down, I, I just realised that she's incredibly open and, and just honest and, so easy to talk to and approachable. So that was just, it's like when you meet someone and there's like those closed doors or there's like a bad energy to them, whereas she's just so inviting and everything's sort of glowing mm. and you can almost, it's dangerous, you can almost tell her anything. <laughs> so I tried to, had to hold back on the first date. I was—you know could have told her anything <laughs> to help me with my life's problems, but I didn't want to put that burden on her. <laughs>
1: I uh, know I think that's a, a really great, great way to share, you know, just become a therapist for your future, maybe potential partner in the yeah. first date. Exactly. <laughs> and we can talk about how, you know, you might be attracted to somebody physically, but I think you two have much more of a deeper connection. So what was the first thing that attracted you guys to each other on that deeper level?
3: Um, just common um values, uh common Like interests, um, views, uh, we also would think about the same thing at the same time, like so much so that it was just becoming, and I'm not like a woo-woo type person, but it was really ridiculous. You know, like I'd go to put the kettle on and he's already done it or, you know, he'd go get up to go and get something and I'm like, oh, my God, how did you know I'm – Like, wanted to do that. Like, a lot of people. It's mainly
2: getting and opening a bottle of wine. (laughs)
3: Yeah. A lot of people aren't in tune with each other like that. So, I think our connection was, um, oh, there's there's no doubt the pheromones were like just unstoppable. But yeah, I think on an intellectual level, we just love, we both love learning and discovering new things. Teaching each other. Teaching each other things. Yeah. It's been a real big, like, bounce off each other type connection.
2: I think yeah. For me, the first attraction, obviously having again seen her on on the screen, I knew she was beautiful, and then just that she was sort of just so caring and and you know help, loves to help people and and so like worldly and emotionally intelligent as well, in touch with her feelings and that sort of deeper level is what I love in people. And so for me, it was just like I find like myself often in that sort of state of mind. So I, I like to be able to bounce my ideas off other people who get it. Yeah, and she gets it.
1: Yeah. And what do you think makes you guys compatible? Is it all those things that we were just talking about?
3: Yeah, I think compatibility is also not just your pheromones and whether you get on, you have common interests. I think it's also about communication styles and having boundaries, I think is a big one. Mm -hmm. You know, we can be in the same room, like we have been stuck in the same room for six months. (laughs) Um, But, you know, being able to not, you know, take on each other's shit or baggage from you know, upbringings or previous relationships and being uh, able to say, look, this is not about me. You need to work on yourself and vice versa. And we're not, you know, like taken back by that. And we communicate fairly well, like probably the best styles of compatibility in terms of communication I've ever had in a relationship. Mm. Yeah.
2: I mean, just just the whole, as again, like the passions and interests, like that's so big because we enjoy things that we do together because we're both like invested mm. and passionate about it. So
3: it's not like I'm nagging him to be interested in something yeah. I am. He yeah. already is. So it's like great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
2: I'll be like, oh god, I'm, like I'm craving a bit of um, some you know, some class or learning time, and I just want to flick on a documentary about an artist. And she'll be like, oh wow, well, I haven't heard yeah, of this person, but let's watch it. we'll both watch it and just be in awe, as opposed to saying. Oh, I'm going to go upstairs or go to my room and watch this docker because I know you have no interest at all. Mm. So it's just like we like showing each other yeah. new things, and yeah. we often both come out of that better people yeah. because we've taught each other something.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. And I think um, you know this was our uh, a little sneak peek from yesterday. But you also mentioned how it's really important to have those common values, but it's also really important to be able to you know live separately too. And you guys yep. would have definitely gone through that by living together throughout this coronavirus experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, like, as I said to you last night, and obviously what's important is that we can be together but be in our own space. Mm. Um, and we're mm-hmm. actual, like, we've we've done some research into our sort of human design and we, we do need our own space sometimes. And so it's fine that we're in the same room but we can just be in our own space and yeah. we don't have to sort of fill the silence with... with talking or, or you know anything because we're just comfortable and we respect each other's space so much as well
3: i also like that um if either one of us is feeling tense or stress or anxious the other one will say i oh, do you want to go and do a meditation together and even if i'm not feeling like it i'll just sit with him and close my eyes and do the meditation together and mm. it just it really like brings us so much closer doesn't it absolutely yeah
1: Let's change up the pace a little bit. What is one habit that drives you crazy oh, about God, the I'm other person? Husband.
0: One habit.
3: <laughs> oh, he always has to be he always has to be right. <laughs> and like it doesn't matter if you're wrong, but like Don't you
2: mean I always am right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. It's
3: so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that really, really annoys me. I'm just like, it doesn't matter if you got it wrong. Just admit it. And he's like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, it's that Melbourne <laughs> grammar boys mentality. Oh, right, okay. I just had to get That's that in there. That's a big generalisation. <laughs> wow.
2: For me, I, I'm quite a warm person and so I like, I don't love heating. I don't love direct sunlight and I run quite hot myself, so... <laughs> When I put the heating on in the morning, and and the it's 18 on. degrees and it's perfectly nice inside and Izzy walks out in a singlet and says, jeez, it's cold, and she'll run and put the heating up to 23. And I'll be like, babe, put a jumper on. I can't take my skin you know, off.
3: He, he busted me. He busted me today. He put the heater on to 18 and was walking in front of me down the hallway and I thought he wasn't looking, so I just quickly went up and, like, turned it up to 21. She's
2: got, like, a rapid finger. It goes like... <laughs>
3: and he heard my finger and he's like, what was that? I bloody saw you. And I'm like, no, I didn't do it.
2: (laughs) And you just hear the heating going.
1: (laughs) 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 The bill just like goes up and down. It's (laughs) like, you know, like like an extra sketch.
2: So small things. but um,
1: (laughs) What is something small that the other does that you absolutely love?
2: Oh, there's so many. Um, I think. She, she loves making all these little noises, which is really cute. Like when, when I touch her or in the night <laughs> Don't when get I'm. A, into it. No, in the night if we're asleep and, or <laughs> I roll over and give like, her a cuddle, she just goes like, hmm, hmm, and like, just lets me know that she knows I'm there. Um, and just like her little giggle when I, when I make her laugh. Like, she's got different styles of laughing, and I know how funny something is based on how she laughs. <laughs> so it's quite, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cute. But I, um, yeah, there's so many. So they're there probably two that just immediately come to mind.
3: Yeah, the little things that you do is just like, you know, I reckon we're past sort of the last honeymoon. Right? I mean, we've been living together for so long now. Um, but we still have, <laughs> you know, you walk past me in the kitchen and you just like touch me or kiss my head or in the mornings I'll wake up like super grumpy because I'm not a morning person and my coffee will just be like waiting for me. And just like little things that he just knows what I need um, without me having to ask him. Um which is just the best. Like I've never I've honestly never had that before. Oh, ticking
1: all the boxes. When you guys first got together, did you imagine that they would be the one? No.
2: No.
3: No. Um, no. I I I've learned that when you put a lot of expectations on stuff, um, it you know, sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want to. So I've um, you know, I think from where we were both coming from, which was mourning a relationship that didn't work out for both of us, um, the last thing we wanted to do was go, oh, well, this is going to be the one. Um, We were both, I'll speak for you. Like, I think we just went into this going, oh, this is a great person. We get along really well. Let's just enjoy each other and get to know each other. And it didn't have to be anything. Um, It turned out that it was, which is amazing. And I never saw that coming, but. (laughs) Yeah, we. I don't think we had a very, you know, high pressures and expectations yeah, on this. Yeah,
2: I think that's almost why it took so long for us to catch up face to face. Um, just because it was just what it was on message. It was just having someone there to speak mm. to at the end of the day, or just check in and and sort of they understand your position and you understand their position. But when mm. we started to. Really talk, we realized that there were so many similarities between our interests, and we were like fuck. Well, why don't we meet up and just see what happens? But mm. initially, that meet up, there was definitely chemistry straight away, yeah. like it was within one of
3: those dates that like goes on and on and on. And it was like three o'clock in the morning, and we're playing pool.
2: And it was like a Thursday, so or yeah. well, Wednesday. So yeah. I was just thinking about work next day, but there was absolutely no <laughs> shits given. Like I just wanted to stay with her. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah within within one or two hours, I was just like, I have to kiss this girl.
1: Aww. I think it's really telling of a relationship and of another person as well when you can spend a lot of time with them, but you still keep wanting to spend more time with them. I think that's a really good sign in a relationship. Well, we're, we're
2: forced we together by Dan Andrews at the moment, but that, <laughs> I think it would still be the same case well, if there it. wasn't.
3: <laughs> and speaking of that, what do you imagine your marriage will be like or will look like? It's really hard to imagine it because of this situation because- you know, you asked us yeah. just before when we weren't recording, have we been able to go out for dinner? We literally have been out for dinner twice when, when we mm-hmm. had that break from lockdown. And, you know, we haven't met all each other's friends and family. We've been Zooming. It is a really weird time. So to, to imagine what our marriage and relationship will look like, I think it will be quite similar to this, but it will involve other people and... <laughs> going out for dinner. But I think we've kind of gone like backwards. You know, I often think when you are dating someone and you're going out for dinners and drinks and you're meeting friends and family, like you're taking it super slow and you're showing your best self and your hair's always done and this and that. And then once, you know, you you get through that honeymoon period, then you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, then you're not doing your hair for the whole week. And then you're in your pajamas the whole time. But Alex has seen me like that straight away. Like, yes, we had that one date and we went on a few others, but, you know, we've gone, like, the other way. And I think that by the time we get to actually, like we were saying, like, oh, my God, won't it be amazing to go to a concert and get dressed up and go to, like, for dinner? Like, we're not going to know each other. We'll be like, whoa, this is super fancy. This is cool. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah. exactly. I I like to describe it as a Benjamin Button relationship where we are already married, basically. (laughs) Um, and what, at the start of our marriage or the start of the next chapter of our lives will be dating and yeah. traveling and yeah. eating out and drinking and like partying and yeah. meeting each other's friends yeah. and family. It's just gone completely backwards. Mm-hmm. But the positive out of that is that if we are so happy, just staying at home together, yeah. we know that that is the, like the solid sort of foundations of a, a relationship in the future. So yeah. we've we ticked that works. box already. We know so know
3: how good like domestic life can be. We, like I know we're a good team. I know that. He can put the bins out and I can do the what like we like but that's but yeah. this is the stuff that, you know, you you start a great relationship and everything's, you know, amazing and then you move in together and shit hits the fan because, you know, your partner doesn't yeah. think he needs to put the dish or like you just have different styles and then it's like, oh shit, this isn't this isn't great. But yeah, we've really I I think we're we're great.
2: Yeah. And that's what our marriage would look like, just being a great team.
1: Yeah. I love it because you've already gone through like the mundane part of the, the life, like you almost like skip the honeymoon period and you're <laughs> straight to like, you know, the, yeah, pick up your shit and <laughs> <laughs> what is, <laughs> you know, we need to clean up the house, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I love that you you describe it like a Benjamin Button situation where you're moving backwards. I think that's a really great way to live. What pet names do you have for each other?
2: <laughs> we don't, like, we don't really have pet names. No. I mean, the only thing that I like is that I'm the only one that spells Izzy with an S and not a Z out of all her friends. So it's, like, my unique way of saying her name or spelling her name. But I would say I've got more pet names with your son mm. than I do with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I call her babe and we get yeah, no, whatever. Just, no, yeah. just the general ones. There's no real, like, you know, it's not that sort of cringy no. like, Weird, I don't think like, we're like that. Yeah, exactly. it's just, yeah. I just know I'm in trouble when she calls me Alex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, this one might be a bit hard for you guys to answer being in lockdown for the majority of your relationship, but what has your f- favourite experience been as a couple?
2: I think it's just being at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's, even though that that is what we have to do, it's just been nice. Yeah. Um, and just getting to know each other in like the same environment and having like a routine like we get up in the morning we make breakfast we do our work for a bit and then we'll go for a walk at lunchtime or we'll um you know then get back home if it's a sunny day we'll sit out the side and have a wine and just chat and it's just that's that routine that normally in a in a work day is like a monotonous bore but with us it's just like we just keep learning about each other so
3: yeah i think uh if i look back i reckon our be- i reckon you're going to remember our best experience is yeah. Sitting out here when we had, and it was just like it was. I it was the start of lockdown, and we just sat out in the backyard. Like we worked a little bit, and we had just the music on, and we're just in the sun, and we just had roses, and we just chatted for hours mm. and hours and hours, and we also zoomed like all our yeah, friends yeah. and like you know people who didn't know Alex and me, and um, yeah, mm. that was just such a beautiful day, and I think we just it, I. At the end of that day, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) That sounds like an absolute dream to me.
2: Yeah, other than that, I would definitely say rocking the John Course DJ sets on the Saturday nights quite early on. (laughs) We'd just get like a little bit dressed up and just pump the tunes on the Saturday at 7.30 and just dance around and just let loose. It was great. (laughs)
1: what is one word that you would use to describe your relationship
3: honest and real yeah with all that comes with that one word oh (laughs) real (laughs) they go hand in hand (laughs) I just think we see each other and we see each other for everything that we are and and all the faults. And, you know, he often says, you're perfect, you're perfect. And I'm like, I'm not, but I'm, per- I can be perfect for you, but I'm definitely not perfection. And, and yeah, and so are you.
2: Um, I yeah. think for me, it's, it's passion and it's not passion in terms of, or well, it is as well, but in terms of <laughs> intimacy and things like that, but it's more just passion <laughs> about our interests and, and what we believe in and our morals and ethical values and rights and things. So it's, mm-hmm. We're both very passionate people, but we're passionate about the same things. And so, well, not always, but even when we have a disagreement or a discussion, there's it's a it's a strong discussion, and, and it's like it's critical, and it's we give um, a good feedback, and we just listen to each other. And it's fine that we don't agree. We both have very different views mm. on some things, but most things we're passionate about are very similar. So yeah, the word passion is just emulating around our whole existence as a couple. I think
1: lovely. What is the biggest challenge that you guys have had to overcome?
3: Waiting <laughs> uh, to no, see who takes I love the lead. How he looks at me. <laughs> um. Oh God! If I'm, I have to be really honest here. It is probably my my deepest insecurity that I don't think I'm worthy to um, be truly loved because I have never really felt it. So. I'm sort of in the back of my mind. I don't know, maybe if I let my guard down, I'm trying to find the fault so that it it, it isn't real. So Alex has to put up with that. But what he does do is he recognises that because he's a smart boy and he says, you know, no, I'm not leaving. And I know you've had people leave before, but I'm still staying here until you realise that I'm here to stay and I do love you and this is real. And I'm like, shit okay (laughs) that didn't work and he's always right yes you know (laughs) know? (laughs) um but I could dance around and scream around on like on my head and do cartwheels and run down the street and but he will still be like nope I've got you you're you you we gonna be okay and I love you and I'm like no no man has ever ever stood by me like that so that's probably my biggest challenge that's you know affected the
2: relationship. Um, I'm going to change your question a bit and say not challenge, but fear. And that was just gaining respect and and love from her son. Obviously, coming into a relationship with a child that's not your own is quite quite daunting. But also, you just you just hope that they like you because if they don't accept you, then that's like pretty much the end of the the relationship. So it was with trepidation that I'd stepped into this, this world of Izzy and her son. And I guess I just did what I had to do to like respect him and make sure he knew that he was the one making the choices and not me and that he was still number one in her life. And that was so important. And I was, yeah, I was definitely scared to, uh, to not gain his respect or not for him not to like me because as I said, like that, that would be a massive curveball and, and, and potentially jeopardize the relationship. But Thank God he does, um, mm-hmm. and thank God he's like very similar to me. He loves <laughs> yes. sport and running and and loves mm-hmm. to play lego and building and loves to learn things <laughs> and he, he' sort of what he does to me reminds me of what I just used to do to my dad, just ask questions like, "Why does that happen or why does this work or why so he obviously has um, he gets that or thinks that i'm smart and he, he trusts what i what, what I tell him and and, and but we've teach often him
3: discussed you know, that Alex said, and you know, I'd be the same if, if I was single and 27 and um, I'd, I didn't have kids or had never been married. Like Alex said, I, I would never want that for myself. I, I could, I did not ever see myself being with someone who was divorced and had a child. So we've often talked about that. And I love that he's so honest to admit that to me, because I don't take that on board as an insult at all. But I think when you find the right person, it suddenly changes everything. And yeah. for me to meet a man who's willing to take someone else's kids on just says so much about the man that he is and the love that you can give to a child that is not yours. I, I just, it's just the most beautiful thing. Cause ev- like every parent loves their children, but for a step parent to show that the same love and nurture and care, and also for a man to understand that he comes second, I think it says so much about the man that that Alex is because he will never be my first priority and that I've always been very straight up about that and he he in, like admires that he respects that which I think is is so good
1: beautiful I was just about to say the exact same thing you know Alex it's definitely a credit to you and the man that you are to be able to take on a whole family you know, and to come into someone else's life and be able to do that, so I think you guys are just a match made in heaven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's beautiful, and I, like I, you can't ever think about feeling like love and care for another person's child as as much as you do when when you get yourself into this situation, and like the happiness that he brings me when he, you know, gets excited about his new like quickest lap time on the running track or I take him or so when he, he finishes build little yeah little like little when little he's, little. he's become like very affectionate recently and that's like it it really really hits you hard and you don't think that you can have that with someone else's child like maybe you think you only have that with your own but I think it still gives you the same feelings and that it's just having that love and and show him showing his love towards me is really really important
1: oh beautiful I would love to know your proposal story. Who proposed to whom and was it an easy answer?
3: Good question. Can I just say who proposed to who? Well done. Because you know what? There's so much bloody expectations on women waiting around to be asked. And I'll, I'll be honest, we have talked about getting married and committing to each other as two adults on a walk several times fantasising about the day we potentially could get married and meet each other's friends and family for the first time at the wedding. Um, no, mm-hmm. and we have discussed it and we have gauged each other's views on it and what we would want that proposal or wedding to look like and I was very clear that, you know, he knows I've done it all before and his sort of feelings about that. Um, we've talked through so many things about around that subject but I think what he knew is that I'm quite an independent Woman, and I don't need to be saved, and I also don't need big diamond rings to make me happy because I've been down that road, and and it wasn't all that it cracked up to be. Uh, what I valued from him was a beautiful, committed, you know, respectful love. So yeah, and, yeah. and he heard me because he proposed to me on the couch.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like obviously, I would have preferred to do something a little bit more, but in saying that, lockdown two hit and i was just like like screw this i'm not going to wait around just you know i want to tell her how i feel now so um
3: and i love that it was so like spontaneous and we we're just being ourselves and we weren't yeah it
2: was a sunday a sunday night yeah. I lit the fire and i was so determined that the fire had to be good and then we had this really See, wet wood to be right. no i just had I this could
3: just tell. You i was had this so really determined about this fire i was like just leave it i just it's wanted like, no. it to
2: be right and so um yeah we lit the fire we were just watching our typical trash tv yeah. and yeah. Izzy was Commenting like she does on the show, and it was just hilarious. And I just um, at the end of the show, I think I just said, "Well, like, look." And we
3: started saying like, "You know, I love you so much." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I know." Like you.
2: Tell yeah, me I, yeah. About. I slid off the couch like really quite nonchalantly and like got on my knee. Was like, what are you? Doing? And Shut yeah, up. she was like, "What are you? Why are you on the, floor? <laughs> You're on the floor?" And I took my my ring that I wear off um, that I was given. I think when I was 21 from my <laughs> mum um, just as like a yeah a 21st <laughs> present, and I just said you know i love you so much and i just can see us being together forever and and i'd love to marry you like will you marry me and you were sort of shocked but
3: yeah but that uh, it was like a yes like there was yeah, no it's definitely, um, yeah. like of course i'm going to say yes there is no way that you know this beautiful man who i absolutely adore is asking me that question there like no nah, there was no hesitation
2: but because um yeah it, it wouldn't have been right to do some sort of extravagant you know beach proposal or anything else because The way we got to know each other was just on the couch, and so it was quite fitting that it was just on the couch.
3: Where we have been. (laughs) Where we
2: have been for so long, um, and that's where we really sort of, you know, got to know each other and chatted and and learnt Hmm. about each other. and it just worked out that I had to do it that way and it was actually quite fitting and, and worked out quite well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think too that, you know, from where you are, from where you've started and going into lockdown together, you know, that definitely does fast track your relationship a lot because you're living with each other 24-7, you're working side by side, you're having to compromise on TV shows that you're watching. And so, I, yeah, I, I think it suits you guys to a T that... That's a
3: beautiful proposal story. I love it. The Gogglebox people were like, oh, he kept it on brand. He <laughs> <You know, laughs> kept it on the cat. So I was like, I don't think he was really thinking about that. But
1: anyway. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, how would you describe your communication style?
2: Oh, very open, honest and
1: rational. Rational. rational.
2: No boundaries like we talk about anything. And mm. as soon as you start, I guess, hiding your feelings or, or masking you know, your communication not to upset someone else or not to, to uh maybe insult them or anything like that. But it's I don't agree with. Like communication is the one thing that humans have that is our connection between two minds. So I
3: think it's the key to a good relationship, yeah, to be 100%. honest. If you can't you know, everyone's gonna come across problems. It's how you communicate through them. That will be your success in the relationship. It was interesting the other day when I, I think I confronted you about something. I can't remember what it was, but you were quite defensive in your reaction. And I was like, "Oh, he's not listening. He doesn't get it. And and afterwards you were honest enough to come back to me and say, oh, I may have acted really defensive when you said that, but I have thought about it. And just because I act like that when I at the time doesn't mean I don't go away and think about things. And I was like, oh, thanks, like that really makes a difference because I thought you just couldn't hear what I was saying and it didn't feel like he understood. But for you to have that self-reflection, I think self-awareness, self-reflection mm-hmm. and not being, you know, too oh, ego or something to yeah to come back and say, yeah. actually, you know, this is what was going on for me. It was just, oh, I just felt so much respect for you. Yeah, for
2: like it. obviously, especially living on top of each other um, from straight away, there's always going to be times mm-hmm. that, are not the best timing to bring things up or she might not know that stuff at work's really going badly and I might be tense about that or, you know, and so bringing up something at a certain time might not be the best time for that. But even the way we react to certain things, whether it's an argument or a comment or a discussion, um, we still go away and think about it ourselves and we always come back when we're both in a better space and talk about it instead of actually fighting or storming off and slamming the door. Like it just it's just more of a... I guess, humane way of dealing with problems.
3: And I know you said we don't have any boundaries. I think you meant like Mm. we're open with each other, but I think we do have boundaries in that if I'm in a mood and Mm. you're like, no, I just can't deal with this right now, you go, no, I'm going to go and do my own thing. You need to calm down and then let's talk about it rationally later, which, uh, again, I've Mm. never had someone... Put those in place in order mm. in a caring and loving way, because that is yeah. if you really care about someone, you can see what they need and they're not gonna just take this like they I need someone who goes, No, is you need to stop
1: You <laughs> know? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you're keeping those lines of communication, they're always open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. How does the other person make you feel loved? <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's so many again, but how do you make you're going, are you? No, you go. <laughs> I'm happy to go, but I, I think... I just trying just,
3: to think. Just, I just feel loved. Yeah. I don't
2: know how. <laughs> I think, like, I mean, if we're breaking it down to actions, um, just the way that, like, she catches my eye or I catch her eye, I might be cooking something in the kitchen and I'll turn around to look at the TV, but she'll be looking over the couch at looking at me <laughs> instead of watching TV. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, like, she really loves me. Like, it's just so nice. And the way we hug each other is... it's more than just a hug, like Mm. you just feel the love and the like protection and the safety and that to me is very like very real and and, it it reflects on how we both feel about each other. So Mm. little Mm -hmm. things like that, it's always little things because you can say that you love each other and you can Mm. do this outrageous extravagant, you know, performances or, you know, dates and things but that's not real. It's just always the little things for me.
3: I think like I don't know if you've done the love languages but I think it's really important to suss out, you know, um, mm. what yours are and what your partner's is so you can work together um, knowing knowing that. But ours are quite similar, which means for me, like I feel loved because he wants to spend time with me. I feel loved because when I speak, he looks at me and he listens to me, which makes me feel like heard yeah. and valued and loved and appreciated. If I'm struggling with my son or I'm like, you know, not ha- like having a bad day, he'll he'll just put his arms around me you know it's the, it's those sort of things mm-hmm. that he he knows where i'm at and he is supportive and he's non-judgmental and yeah i've never i've never had that and i feel so so loved i've never felt this loved before <laughs>
2: <laughs> me too it's really like it's reciprocated 100% do you feel loved absolutely you know you i do i
3: know i'm just checking
2: oh see there's are insecurities
3: <laughs> <laughs> there
1: they are just double checking <laughs> what do you guys think are the key ingredients for a successful marriage?
2: I think we've touched on it a little bit, but um, definitely same interests, passions, morals, ethics. That's just like a, a mm-hmm. basic combination of, mm-hmm. a, of getting along, even as like with friends, like just mm-hmm. other people. Like it's mm. it's that sort of thing that we, that's our foundation and that's so strong. But also like I love being spontaneous and just, yeah. you know. Little, I think
3: keeping things, yeah. Yeah, keeping spontaneous and interesting. And yeah,
2: that's, yeah, definitely a... Um,
3: and learning things together, experiencing things together, but having common—sorry, uh, having separate interests outside the marriage—and then having ones mm. inside the marriage, and yep. not getting—you know—if things get boring, to not be afraid to work on it. I I see a marriage, or any relationship really, whether you're married or not, like a plant. You you cannot just plant it and walk away and just think, "Oh, okay, we got married, mm. we love each other, it'll be work out." Like a marriage takes time and investing in and working on and it's hard work for both people and if both people think it's going to be a walk in the park for the next 30 40 years they're going to be deeply disappointed and it won't work out which a lot of marriages don't and I think coming to your partner and being honest about your needs the other partner meeting those needs and compromising um to me is a success is a successful marriage
2: definitely yeah hmm,
3: hmm. what what
1: do you hope your great grandchildren know of your marriage or relationship? Well,
2: they'll, <laughs> I guess that they'll know that it's possible to be in lockdown and not have any real fun in life and still be able to fall in love. <laughs> like it's not all about the flashy dates and the, <laughs> you know, the fast cars and the fancy restaurants. Like it's just love is love, and that's what's important. You can yeah. you can meet. and not do anything together. But if you feel the person is the right person for you, then that's a good lesson to teach people. Like You don't have to necessarily impress or show off or be someone that you're not just to get a girl or things like that. So I think just being authentic and and being able to find someone without having to put on a show.
3: For me, I would like my great-grandchildren to know the real story of this relationship and what wherever it goes in the future I want to be open and honest with them about what it takes to really make a relationship work and I would want them to be inspired by the fact that we may have had some ups and downs and how we navigated through that because I think it's important for young people like my grandkids to know that it's not all rosy all the time and yeah. it doesn't matter if you go through mm-hmm. phases where you're unhappy, but it's how, you you know, you've navigated through that um, and being honest about that I think is really important. And you can send them through the archives of the Love Bug podcast yes, for the initial they stages of the um, relationship.
2: <laughs> By then they'll probably be able to scroll through some sort of Google drone technology where they can just watch our relationship.
1: <laughs> exactly. We won't have to worry about that recording that we didn't do, you know. It'll already be somewhere in the cloud or something.
2: Yeah, everyone will be flying around just watching everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. All righty, so to finish off this wonderful interview, we have a rapid-fire round. So we would like you to answer individually and say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? All right, are we ready? Mm -hmm. Left or right side of the bed? Left. Right. Who is the better driver? Me. Yes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who's more romantic? Izzy. (gasps) Who is a better communicator? Alex. Me. Yeah. Who said I love you first? Me. Alex. <laughs> Who is the first to say I'm sorry? You. Me. <laughs> Who is more patient? Alex. Me, yeah. <laughs> Would you rather be sticky for the rest of your life or itchy for the rest of your life? Sticky. Ah, uh, probably sticky, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather freeze time or go back in time? Back in time. Freeze time. And does chocolate belong in the fridge or the cupboard? cupboard. Fridge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. Well, this has been an absolute delight. Take two has been a wonderful time again. I oh, love seeing your beautiful happy faces. And you're and doing and such a great I mean, you're job you're with this you're...
3: podcast. So yeah, That's thank great. you. It's it's so it's so good that people are doing real love stories.
1: Yeah, we're so happy to be able to bring a variety of different voices to it really because everyone's experience with love is so different and yeah i just i think you guys are just kindred souls and i think i'm really really happy to get to know you Aww, okay. thank you
2: yeah so it's sweet. nice to put some positivity out in the world at this, in yeah. these times
1: yeah absolutely that's what, what we're all about we just want to positive vibes and big love for everyone Aww, that's great thanks. Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks again. Ashley, that was so gorgeous. I loved every minute of that. I'm so jelly I missed out on chatting with Alex and Izzy, but thank you so much for bringing their story to the lovies.
1: I know. It was such an incredible story of love. I mean, who would have thought that love could come out of this absolute shitty time that we're having here at the moment and you know i just gotta say like my cheeks are still so sore because (laughs) i was just smiling and laughing and you know we're all best friends now so you know you'll have to come and meet them one day and we'll all have to go out for dinner once
0: um We can, yes, we'll go out for dinner, but we can also have like a reunion episode where I can be like, um, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Oh, so
1: good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you loved what you heard, come and chat with us in our Facebook group, The Love Bug Podcast,
0: or on our Instagram at The Love Bug Podcast. We absolutely love seeing who's listening each week. So take a screenshot of this app and tag us in your Insta stories using the hashtag lovebugloveyes. And hey, why not tell a friend? Let's get the lovebug word out there. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening now and send us some love in the form of a five-star rating. We'll be back in your ears and your heart once again next week. Talk to you then, lovies.